0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: Well, it was uh, an emotional day at the Rogers Centre in Toronto yesterday. Yeah, the baseball season is starting to wind down, heading into the final week, actually, of the regular season. And uh, no, the Toronto Blue Jays are not going to be in the postseason again, unfortunately. But uh, that wasn't the reason, I think, that that there was a sense of melancholy uh, at at the stadium yesterday as uh, the Jays wound up their uh, weekend series at the New York Yankees. because it was probably the last time that Joey Bats, uh, that Jose Batista, uh, will play in front of the hometown crowd as the Toronto Blue Jay. Joining us to talk about this is Howard Berger, longtime Leafs reporter. Of course, his blog between the posts is a must read, uh, not just about uh, NHL and hockey, but uh, for all sporting events going on in the area. How you Ben Howard. Haven't talked to you for a while. Yes, Bill. Fine, and uh, nice to be back with you. Good to have you back too. Uh, we at the game yesterday. I was not at the game, uh, uh, you are, you always get primo I, seats when you go, and that's why i I didn't well, see pictures, yeah, uh? you know I just I went
0: to a game about a week and a half ago, or two weeks ago, a night game, and and put it in my blog. You may have seen just to show yeah. the difference between what's happening now and the past two years at this time, when they were in the thick of the uh, uh, the pennant race. And uh, weekend crowds have continued to be uh, close to full at the dome, and of course yesterday was as well. But I wouldn't get caught uh, in this for me horrible stifling weather at at a baseball game. To me, autumn weather has to be autumn weather, and I'll show up.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, the the nice thing about this, first of all, the the Jays took two out of three against the Yankees, and and that's always great. That's a lot of fun. Anytime you can beat the Yankees, and especially take a series against a a team like the Yankees who are fighting right now to to stay in the playoffs, and I I, I don't know if they still have aspirations of catching Boston. It seems highly unlikely after what Toronto did with them, but but that wasn't the the storyline yesterday, was it?
0: No, it certainly wasn't, uh, or for the entire last homestand and certainly the the, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday series against the Yankees. it It was all about Jose Bautista and uh, the the Blue Jays haven't made anything official. Bautista hasn't made anything official, but uh, I would be, and I'm certainly not alone, I would be shocked beyond any measure uh, if uh, the Blue Jays brought Jose Bautista back. Now, I'm not saying he won't play again in the major leagues, but he clearly lost a step uh, this season, and uh, his batting average hovered around the 200 mark uh, for most of the year, and yet... uh, People will not remember Jose Bautista probably starting sometime, you know, next month. They will not remember him for the way his Blue Jays career ended. They, of course, will remember. Uh, him for being unquestionably uh, one of the greatest players in franchise history. His name will be on that uh, Rogers Center uh, ring of excellence alongside Robbie Alomar and Dave Steve and Paul Beeston and the late Tom Cheek and all the others that are there uh, very shortly because he belongs there. He is one of the top certainly 10 players in the history of the franchise, which is now 40 years of age. Um, I have other opinions about uh, what people are saying uh, in regard to Jose Bautista right now that I don't think are necessarily accurate. But, uh, yeah, but let's, I, I let's
1: talk about that, because yeah. well, let's face it. I mean, a lot of people's opinions about athletes... Uh, are filtered through what they read in the media or hear in the media. And, and the Toronto media uh, can be brutal sometimes, Howard. You know that, uh, towards certain athletes. Uh, some people get a pretty rough ride. They always say that Toronto's one of the toughest cities uh, to be a pro athlete in, not just for the Leafs and hockey, but even obviously for the Blue Jays uh, and for the Raptors too because you're always under the microscope there. And and Joey Batts was certainly uh, under the microscope an awful lot of the time. And And let's cut to the chase here. There's a lot of Toronto media people that just don't like this guy.
0: Well, I don't know whether, you know, I, I, I've met him once or twice when I was covering the team late in my radio career uh, and always found him to be, uh, you know, very cooperative. So I certainly am not an expert on, on the type of guy uh, that he is. I will say as, as an observer and for someone that grew up uh, a Toronto Blue Jays fan I always appreciated his fire on the field uh, there were times where I thought he went overboard in in uh, uh, res- with respect to arguing balls and strikes with umpires and sometimes he was thrown out of a game for it and there, I, th- I thought that you know was a bit selfish but in with with respect to the fire that he showed the bat flip and all the other things that maybe other people don't like about him I never had a problem with that I love athletes that are emotional. I love athletes that that are all in. I love newspaper columnists and people on radio and TV that are all in because that's what I try to do all the years and I still do. So I have no problem with that whatsoever. What I will argue with, you know, uh, and and you have to understand that, and I and I think it's sometimes you know it's, it's a good thing in a way. Uh, people are being a bit sappy about <laughs> Jose Bautista right now. They're, you know, waxing nostalgic. And when you do that, which is natural in this situation, sometimes you go a little bit overboard. And I don't agree with people, and, and it's in the I'm not going to mention names, but it's out there today in more than one uh, uh, entity, uh, people that say that Jose Bautista made the Blue Jays relevant again. Certainly, once the Blue Jays enacted the moves, that allowed them to become relevant once again, he was among the leading players. There's no question about it. But if you're a Blue Jays fan, you know darn well that up until two Julys ago, up until July, the end of July 2015, this was a team that was sub-500, that was going to miss the playoffs for, what, the 22nd or 23rd year in a row. And then... The outgoing, as it was, general manager Alex Anthopoulos acquired Troy Tulowitzki, acquired David Price, acquired, uh, Ben Revere, who they still should have. Yeah, no ben kidding. going left field. And suddenly that team became a championship contender. That team prior to those moves had Jose Bautista, had Josh Donaldson, and was irrelevant. It was going nowhere, just like the other two decades of Blue Jays' teams. So once those moves were made, not only did it help them uh, strategically on the field, but suddenly all these people like Donaldson and Bautista and whoever else was on the team uh, and had been on the team for a number of years, they, found that they became empowered by this. They became buoyed by this, and suddenly, emotionally, they were saying, hey, for the first time you know, since I was in uh, diapers, this team is going for it, and I'm a part of this. And once Jose Bautista became a part of that, he was arguably the leading actor. And we all remember the bat flip. We all remember that home run and that crazy seventh inning of the deciding game at Rogers Center with the American League D- Division Series with Texas. So there's no question That home run and the home run last year that won the wild card game by Edwin Encarnacion in extra innings against Baltimore, those are the signature moments of the Toronto Blue Jays' latest and much overdue rise to prominence. But Jose Bautista played for the Toronto Blue Jays for five, six years and was hitting 50 home runs at a time when the club was thoroughly irrelevant because it had no chance of making the playoffs. So I don't believe he brought them back to relevance. I think those moves on July 29th and 30th of 2015 brought the club back into relevance again, attracted an entirely new generation of Blue Jays fans that either weren't yet born or had no recollection of Joe Carter hitting a home run on October 23rd, 1993. And then Bautista stepped up with his natural ability, flair and fire, and was maybe the leading role player in that uh, in that you know playoff drive and and uh, drive toward relevance again, but he himself did not make the team relevant. Neither did Josh Donaldson's acquisition, as brilliant as it was, from Oakland by Alex Anthopoulos. You
1: no, know, and and you've mentioned Alex Anthopoulos a couple of times. Uh, and and if anybody's going to get credit for the revival of baseball, it's, it's I think it's Alex. I don't think he got the credit for it. It's, I don't think he got the credit for it from his bosses, let alone from the fans because uh, you just mentioned a lot of those moves he made and of course he brought Mark Burley over and uh you know that guy had uh, pitched outstanding baseball for the Jays yep. and, and got them to where they were too there's a lot of pieces to this but I, I think I think part of the legacy of Bautista is is going to be that fact that uh he and Edwin were the two bash brothers on the Blue Jays and maybe it wasn't getting them into the playoffs or getting them pennants but for those of us that love baseball i I think what it did is it gave us hope every year that uh, especially when he was hitting 35 40 or 50 home runs. That this guy was a superstar, and boy, Toronto hadn't had a right. superstar for the longest time. You could argue that Roy Halladay certainly was, but you know that's every four days. But this is a guy that game in and game out. You just didn't know when he was going to hit one or how far it was going to go. No, and and that and, that and, and helps. That's all. That's all about you know, about keeping the spirit alive too.
0: Absolutely, and there's no argument with that whatsoever. Even during the years when the Blue Jays and you know when Bautista was at his prime and hitting the 50 home runs and the 45 home runs, uh, the Blue Jays weren't uh, attracting audiences like they are today or like they did the last couple of years, you know, post Jan- uh, July, 2015, but they certainly weren't embarrassing figures uh, in attendance. They were in the mid twenties to upper twenties uh, on the weekend. There was always 30 to 35,000 people uh, in the stadium. And, you know, baseball is a nice, atmosphere to go to I and mean, you don't have to be a, a staunch fan to enjoy a baseball game it's, it's, it's got a nice pace to it it's outdoor most of the time and so it, it, it does probably attracts more of a casual fan than any other sport um, but uh, it, what Jose Bautista and Edwin Encarnacion provided during the years prior to July 2015 was not so much hope but entertainment you know, like you said, you had two guys in the middle of the lineup that could pop the ball out of the ballpark. And what's the most exciting play in baseball? It's a home run. There's no question about it. And, and they had the ability, and still do, certainly, uh, and Carnacion have the ability uh, to hit the ball out of the park. But I don't think they provided people a lot of hope in uh, with respect to the, uh, the the club's position in the standings. And, you know, it was proven. It, j- it just didn't go. I mean, the, the, the biggest example in team history of that isn't Jose Bautista, it's Carlos Del. Delgado Carlos Delgado is the greatest slugger bar none in the history of that franchise yep, a lot of people don't know that much about him because he never played a playoff game yeah not one with the Blue Jays but look at his numbers he should be in the ba- in, in in Cooperstown unquestionably he should be in Cooperstown and for me the only reason he isn't because he never played a, a postseason game. I don't think that should be held against him. I think there are, there are parallels with the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you want to get into them, uh, in, in that regard. But uh, Delgado is the greatest slugger in the history of the franchise. But not many people look at him the same way they look at Bautista and Encarnacion, because... They've been in the playoffs the past couple of years.
1: Part of the thing, though, with with athletes, and I I think with we as as fans of athletes, though, Howard is we we love to hear Cinderella stories, and and to a certain extent, yeah. Bautista was one of those. I mean, he came over from Pittsburgh in a rather innocuous trade, and they said, "Who's this guy?" And they, oh yeah, he's he's kind of kicked around a little bit, played some third base, and a, and all of a sudden he puts on a Blue Jay uniform, and bingo, this this new creature this baseball icon was created and, and nobody expected that i don't know if, if jose even expected it but he became this this home run hitting machine the same thing with with edwin uh you know he came from cincinnati and, and he was a young guy with didn't seem to have a whole lot of potential but it, i guess he could hit every now and then and these guys just they flourished as soon as they became blue jays and yeah. that's a great success story no,
0: it is, and, and 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 for those listening, please, you know, don't uh, think, you know, why is, uh, uh, you know, Howard uh, uh, raining on the parade here? He's a party pooper. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything away from Jose Bautista. I'm just trying to make that distinction between. Jose Bautista superstar and the Blue Jays not doing much with Jose Bautista superstar in his prime until they made those other additions and it's there for everybody to see so uh, the, listen, Bautista again one of the top 10 players in franchise history, you're right, he came out of nowhere and Carnacion, I remember watching him play a couple of times when I was spent my summers uh, at my in-laws place in Cincinnati, in uh, Los Angeles and he played for the Reds and I saw him play a couple of times, he stood out He wasn't uh, the home run hitting machine that he is now, uh, but he, he certainly had a lot more uh, going for him uh, from the beginning of his career than Jose Bautista did uh, in Pittsburgh. And the other thing about Bautista, once he started hitting those home runs, don't, don't forget, it wasn't much long after the, uh, the steroid era. So at the beginning, even though people weren't talking too much about it, you had to wonder a little bit about Bautista. Uh, and, and maybe people were putting him in the, the same class as, you know, the Mark McGuire and Can Sico and, and some of the others that uh, have been named, uh, obviously the A Rod, uh, in that controversy. But there's no evidence whatsoever that he's ever touched a performance-enhancing drug. And so no, and as a matter of fact, I remember.
1: Him. Yeah, I remember. I, I forget who what, might whatever. One of the somebody I think it was in the Toronto Star who was probably talking about this. said That during that period of time, uh, Bautista was the most uh, heavily uh, randomly tested. Now, use those quotes, yeah, uh, yep. athlete in all of baseball. In other words, they 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 figured, come on, nobody can do this unless they're on Absolutely. the juice. And and he yep. he he passed with flying colors each and every time. Right.
0: Right, so there's no, you know, there's nothing to it uh, other than the the uh, relationship to the, the the time and and the era. Um, so the, so everything he's done for everything that we know has been legit, and and it's like I said, you know, but starting in November or December, okay, people are going to forget, you know, the the or the 200 hitting season that Jose Bautista just had. They're going to forget. Uh, it 's like when uh, a member of your family passes away, uh, you know a beloved member of your family who 's lived a long life passes away. Uh, certainly uh, you mourn that person, uh, and, and i 'm not making a direct correlation here, but a little bit you know you mourn that person and for a period of time you 're in grief and you think of how that person died, but ultimately that lifts and you spend the rest of your life remembering how that person lived not how the person died so it's the same thing here okay jose bautista you know died kind of an irrelevant death if you will with the blue jays but no one's going to remember that and particularly the young fans of today who again saw for the first time in their lives playoff baseball here in Toronto for two, you know, the consecutive uh, years last year and the year before? They're going to remember Jose Bautista for all the right reasons. They're going to remember how he lived as a Blue Jay, and again, his name will be up there in in due course on that uh, ring of excellence. One of the greatest players in franchise history, and you know, Pat Tabler made a comment again. I, I, I thought it was a, an overstatement on television yesterday during that game. Uh, he mentioned Bautista's bat-flip homer, the famous home run against Texas in the uh, Division Series in 2015, the iconic uh, photos that we've all seen, the replays. And he said that stands alongside Joe Carter's World Series winning home run yeah. the home run in 1993. Uh, come on. Let's put for it For those that never go. saw that home run, maybe it does. But you're talking about uh, something that eventually won a Division Series, And something that had never happened since 1960, and Bill Mazeroski, a walk-off Home run to win the championship of Major League Baseball. So we have to, you know, again, there's a line that has to be drawn between reality and hyperbole, and I don't think there, I, I think that's a blurred line sometimes in these situations.
1: Absolutely, and your point's well taken. I mean, if I can channel Bob yeah. Dylan, we we as sports fans, Howard, we always uh, remember our athletes as forever young. We're not going to remember sure. uh, the guy that made the errors and the balls that went off Jose's head when he tried to catch fly balls. We're going to remember right. the guy that had the gun for an arm in right field and the 50 home run Ooh. hitter. That's that's his legacy. But you know, and when you get...
0: think of and when you think of him again, well, the one image, the one image will be that bat flying in the air. What, whoever took that photo for the Toronto Sun, you can see him, you can see the bat, and you can see the people in back of him going crazy. That will be what everyone remembers, as it should be.
1: Got one minute left. I got to ask you though, because yeah. it was kind of a, a Jose Bautista day yesterday. Of course, you know the players held back; you know, they they all let him run out first uh, onto the field at the beginning of the game. But I always think it's a class move when when like when John Gibbons took him out in the ninth yeah. inning to give yeah. him. some center stage like that. That's that speaks a lot about the organization and about Gibbons, I think.
0: Yeah, and and it was. And it was exactly what you'd expect of John Gibbons, who is, you know, I mean, that was a, a move that was entirely consistent with the type of person and uh, manager. Gibbons is, we see it a lot in football as well. Yeah. There's somebody at the end of his career, and they'll you know, wait until a minute left in the game, and they'll take him out of the game. He'll run to the sidelines, everybody, everybody will hug him, and uh, so it was a nice move, and very appropriate, and again, I'll, I'll say what I said at the beginning of, of and I think it speaks volumes, uh, Bill, Jose Bautista, of all the players that have played in 40 years in this franchise, right from the top ten, uh, I don't think you can give him more more uh, value than that.
1: Howard Berger, the uh, the blog is called Between the Posts. Uh, next time we talk, we'll talk about the uh, the Leaf Stanley Cup run this year. But thanks for this today, Howard. <laughs> always a pleasure. <laughs> think of that one. Okay, Bill, okay. Okay. Take care, Howard Berger. The Bill
0: Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on AM nine hundred CHML.